Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to episode 101, 101, the Zoe 101 episode. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh. No, no. It, oh my gosh. It is Stunt 101 by G-G-G-G-Unit. That's a good one. If we could play music, that'd be Stunt 101 because that song, that is the, the best fucking music yeah. video in the early 2000s. They had, I'm pretty sure they had like money spinning in the laundromat and dryers. Yeah, I mean, we can we can play a little bit of it, probably. Just the beginning of it, man. I love it. There we go. Episode 101. Too tired to stunt. Uh, Although our bookie stunted all over us in November. Yeah, I don't even want, don't even want to talk about it. Let's kind of cruise past that. Actually, we have to cover it in a second. But... Black Friday, uh, our little sale we did last week, it was good. Thanks for everyone who bought stuff. Whenever you get it in, make sure to, you know, take a picture in it, tag us in it, throw it on your story, do whatever we want to see you guys wearing it. Always gives us something to look forward to when we put out new merch. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Picks are awesome. I know, shout out Zach Maddock. He didn't tag the podcast, but he tagged Travis and I on Snapchat in it. Um, I believe that's really the only person who's done something so far. Um, so if you got yeah. your merch, tag us, Twitter, IG, Snap Story, whatever the fuck it is, doesn't matter. Um, we want to see y'all in it because uh, it's cool. And we are also trying, we tried to get some hats pushed out to you guys and like throw hats on there for Cyber Monday yesterday. But we're using Teespring. Our logo apparently isn't good like for the hats. So we're going to try to figure up something. Maybe we can work and like do a logo. They said our lettering was kind of wonky with it. So maybe we can do something without the lettering and just a picture of us with like without the two drunk brothers on there. But we're going to try to get some hats for you guys in the future. Yeah. It, they were really weird about it, but whatever. We'll try to get some as soon as possible, but no promises. Don't hold your breath on the hats. In the um, near future, that's for sure. Yeah. Picks over the past weekend. Jarrett tried his hardest. He had one of his best weeks in the last probably two months, I would say. Maybe one of his better ones all year. Um, and couldn't quite come back to to zero. I knew it was going to be damn near impossible. It was a valiant effort. I mean, what I, I, I called that three weeks ago. I like I made I made a I made a declaration three weeks ago that I'd be back in the green and that's still over the last three weeks I'm down like point nine one units or some shit like that. So I mean like I didn't lose money over the last three I I lost a little bit of money over the last three weeks. Like point nine one units is like fucking fifteen, twenty bucks. So I, I consider it a valiant effort. I tried. It's not like I got dug myself further in the hole. I think I set myself up for 
to maybe finish out the rest of the football season strong, maybe even 2020 strong. I still think I can get back in the green before the end of 2020, but punishment's coming my way for sure. Yeah. Jared's doing punishment. If you have anything for him, send it to us. Doesn't necessarily have to message us. Just text it to us, do whatever. We're going to pick one uh, and, you know, shoot a little video, bring out our inner uh, Jake Paul. Could, couldn't even think of a uh, fucking director or producer for a movie. Steven Spielberg. Oh, I was thinking of more of a YouTuber like Jake Paul. Maybe we'll knock, no. knock Nate Robinson yeah. out too. It's a nice cinematic videography. We're going to bring it to you guys. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this right now and you have an idea of a punishment for me, you got to think, we live in Missouri, so it's colder than fucking shit outside. So if you want to do something outside, that'd be cool. Um, but even, even if you're listening to this right now, like pause it, pause the podcast. All right, I'll give you a few, few seconds. Pause. Go to Twitter, reply to the tweet, <laughs> and then let us know. All right. So there it is. We ended up technically in the green on the week last week at 1.82 on the week. Uh, Seattle though, depending on which line you got, we talked about on the podcast at five and a half. When I tweeted it out, I also included six and a half because just that's what it was at on Monday. But that was a bad beat. One of the one of the worst beats. I can't even say that because there's been so many this year. One of the worst beats of the week for sure. I mean, it's one of the most ones in recent memory for me. Like, uh, you'd be hard pressed this season. Like Scott Van Pelt. Like, I know he always talks about bad beats on on Sports Center or whatever after the Monday night games, but he specifically said he goes this touchdown and the two point conversion were important to some, and it, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And you and I are talking about it. Talked about a few other people, like it just seemed kind of weird that they would go for two when they were down. Whenever if they at that point you're arguing over five or six points, either way you're gonna need a touchdown. So why go for two? Like why not just kick the extra point and then try to get the onside kick? Unless you're really not that confident in your fucking kicker that if you got the onside kick and scored a touchdown, you wouldn't even need the the extra point. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but why are you even thinking about that? I don't know. That's just there's a very weird thing because of just. The nature and they did it. There was 11 seconds left with the spread being what it was at that point in the game that that two-point conversion came down to it, hitting or not. It's just sketchy. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, another bad beat, I like not personally for me, we didn't take this line, but not a lot of people did, was Chiefs minus three and a half. Um, or did, did you have that on yours? I did not. Oh, Chiefs minus three and a half. I mean, they're whooping Tampa Bay's ass all game, and they let fucking Tom Brady and the Bucks claw back into it only one by three. Like that is not great. I mean, you could you can include the Giants minus six, which was one of my picks. Yeah, they were up by nine, I think it was, um, late in the fourth, and they let the Bengals go down, score a garbage time touchdown, and they won by two. So a yeah. lot of garbage time points have been put up to ruin spreads this year, and. uh it just has not been fun. Specifically in the NFL. Like, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at college. Like, I kind of faded away from the NFL after the first few weeks of the football season because college I was not doing good on for whatever reason. Um, so I, and I got hot on the NFL. But recently I've been able to pick it up in college because I just don't, I don't know why. Like, there's more to choose from, and I can find a good line, at least three to four good lines every single week in college that I absolutely love. So – 
I don't know. I got a lot of college for y'all this week again, so. I do as well, uh, and I'm going to keep it that way. The NFL's been dog shit. Um, but outside of the Seattle game, is there any other game this week that burned you? Not burned me specifically. Oh, the Rams. Um, had the Rams, Finns, Giants, part Moneyline parlay so that I think would have really made me – it really definitely would have made me have my best week of 2020 of the football season so far easily if that hits. Like, honestly, I'm a few points away from damn near going – take minus the Cowboys game. That's That was a fucking shit show because I had the Cowboys minus three. But take the Rams, money line, you take Nevada. Yeah, but that game was never even close. Nevada never even had a chance to win that game by more than seven. Okay. Well, so so you take <laughs> – and then you, and then if Carson Wentz and the Eagles def, and the Eagles offense will pull their head of their ass till fucking three seconds left, and that over could have very well hit. So I don't know. I mean, uh, the bad beat really only for me was the Rams because of the money line parlay I had with them, the Finns and the Dolphins. So, and they fucking Jared Goff. Jared Goff fucking sucks. I'll talk about that later. Fucking yeah, Jared Goff is not not a good quarterback. Um, other note, we want to mention this: our technical. Thursday night game from Thanksgiving night still has not been played. Uh, the whole scheduling kind of frenzy that the NFL is bumping around with this fucking Ravens game is ridiculous. Uh, they push it back all the way to Wednesday afternoon, like 2.40 Central Time or some shit like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, they make all the Broncos quarterbacks ineligible to play and still have that game with the wide receiver at quarterback. How does that make any sense? So here's – and I hate – and fuck you if you're that person on Twitter that's like, yeah, but the Broncos weren't didn't have an outbreak like the Ravens did. Okay, well, first of all, fuck you. But let's penalize the Ravens for not following protocol clearly because if you're having an outbreak in your facility, that's on you. Like you should be docked – they should – if they don't get fined and or docked or both – a, a draft pick like the Saints did because the draft the Saints already got docked a seventh round draft pick because yeah they, I mean they're gonna get they're gonna get a pick taken away for sure good fuck them I hate I hate Baltimore them scummy birds up north um, <laughs> John Harbaugh is a joke of a coach his brother's an even bigger joke of a coach and this is what pisses me off like they are like and then I was watching the NFL Network today um, on my lunch break and he put it perfectly he goes. You're gonna let you're gonna keep pushing back the Ravens game and not push back the Broncos game because they didn't have an outbreak. But at the end of the day, we're talking about putting out a good product on the field. And you knew when the Broncos trotted out there on Sunday with no quarterback, Kendall Hinton, you know, good. He had zero time to prepare. Like shout out to him. Like he didn't do great, but he. he That's the best he could come up with, though, man. Yeah. So, but anyway, he goes. He goes. You trot this guy who hasn't played quarterback since he's in college at Wake Forest on the field, knowing he's going to do shit, you're putting on a bad product on the field. But guess what? All of their fucking players tested negative yesterday. They could have pushed the game back to today, Tuesday, December 1st, and been just fine. And, the, and Drew Locke would have got to play. And I'm not saying they would have won, but it would have been a hell of a lot better game than 31-3. Yeah. I mean, I think they, it could have been a very, very competitive game because it was a close game going into the third quarter. I think it was like 17-3. to three. And 
close in quotation marks. But. Yeah, but I mean, that's a two-score game. I, I consider that a close game, especially if you have any, a competent QB under center. But Dan Orlovsky, I don't know if you saw that today. ESPN put out a video of him calling out all the Broncos quarterbacks and saying that not everybody gets this chance and they blew it and blah, 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 all because they didn't wear their mask when they were around him. Like, they fucking knew. You know how many NFL players probably don't wear their masks around their other position players or, like, in position meetings and things like that? Probably all the time. It just so happened that old dumb shit who, was it Jeff Driscoll that tested positive? It was, it was either him or Rippin. I can't remember. The thing is Driscoll. It's not their. It's not their fault that old dummy tested positive and they weren't wearing their mask for however long they were around him. But here's my thing: like the NFL is a billion dollar corporation. They should have. Did you fart or something? No, you're talking really loud. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in there. Uh, but the NFL is a billion. <laughs> you were like Travis, like waving his face in front of his. I was nose. like, "Whoa, keep it down, boy!" I was like, I was like "You smell something bad." But he's telling me, "Keep out, keep out." I'll back away from the mic. Um, <laughs> the NFL is a billion-dollar corporation, so you should be able to give rapid tests to every single person in your in your league. Why not? When the player shows up to the facility, have them park in their car, whatever, and then do the rapid test, and then as soon as that comes back negative, go in the facility. Like, I don't understand why it's so hard. Like, that to me, even in games, like, why is that so difficult to, to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, it, it blows my mind how they have – I mean, the, what they're doing, they're ruining this season uh, by just the protocols that they have in place, pushing back some games, making other people play when they're missing players. It just makes no sense. I mean, That's people cool. are like, oh, good job to Kendall Hinton, but, dude – one of nine, 13 yards and a pick. Two picks. Two picks. Two picks. One of nine. Yeah, dude, it was bad. I mean, it is what it is. So that was the, but here's another thing that that's a, that's a problem for me because you did this all to appease the Ravens team when, so there's the Steelers now have to play three games in 12 days. They play tomorrow, they play on Monday, and then they play again the following Sunday. So they play three games, or no, I can't remember when the next game is after that. Um, I'm not trying to make excuses for an undefeated team, but that's still kind of shitty to play three games in 12 days. And now the Ravens also get to activate Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins off the COVID-19 list when they were the when they were the first original two that brought all this shit fucking down. So now you push it back so long. They get those two, this game should have been a bloodbath tomorrow. Um, but then you have other teams like the Raiders who they're going to make them play without their entire fucking defense against the Chiefs. And then – it just it, it it's angers me why they pre- preference some teams over others. Yeah, and some people are like, oh well, you know, it's the Broncos. Blah blah blah. Doesn't really matter. I mean, kinda. They they were in the not really the thick of the playoff hunt, but they sure as hell weren't out of it. So the Broncos to me are like the Patriots. Patriots were four and six going into last week. No one gave them any shot to beat the Cardinals, which I know you don't want to talk about that, but they did. Now they're five and six, and they're back in the playoff race. The Broncos could have been in that very same position. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Saints, but every pundit, every NFL pundit said that they had a good chance of playing competitive and maybe even winning that game. Like, everyone thought that was a trap game for the Saints. Yep, I even said that uh, on last week's episode. I said the Saints or the Broncos have a really good defense, so watch out. I mean, and they did. They held them. For a majority of the game, but shit, you can only hold them for so long. Whenever your offense is going three and out every 
drive. Yeah, and one last thing I'll throw out about this is the NFL added a rule this year where if a team has to skip a game or whatever that that is in the playoff push like the Ravens and not fuck up this entire schedule, they would just add another playoff team, which they could have easily done that. Like, we're going into Wednesday now. Like, you're talking about fucking up fantasy matchups. Like, you can't even set your fantasy lineup until Friday now. And then it's just – it's screwing – I mean, seriously, it's messing up a bunch of – like, I it legitimately – I had – I didn't need him, but I had Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster in both my leagues. I almost, like, made a waiver claim. But then when I found out, I could only drop players I hadn't played yet. So I didn't want to drop Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, imagine if that game didn't happen. Like, how many fantasy leagues would be fucked over it? So they need to just start enforcing the rules. Now it changes the whole schedule. So I have all the schedule changes right here. Do you, do you, do you want to hear them all? Not really, if there's a lot. <laughs> it's not. It's three. No Thursday night game this week. Steelers, Washington move from Sunday to early Monday next week. Ravens, Cowboys move from Thursday to next Tuesday. Um, and that means when the Cowboys play next Tuesday, they'll have not played in almost 12 days, which to me is also not fair. Yeah, it's not, but you deserve to never play ever again if you get beat by the Washington football team like they did. Fucking and then, losers. And then they have to turn around after not playing in 12 days and then play next Tuesday and then play in four day, on four days rest and go on the road and play Cincinnati. So, I mean, they're doing this all for the Ravens, and it's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't care because the Cowboys can eat a giant, giant dick. It's not about the Cowboys. I mean, Steelers playing three <laughs> games in 12 days isn't fair. Yeah, no, it's not. It sucks, but it is what it is. Can't change it. Uh, Roger Goodell still doesn't know how to run a football league. Shocker. Outside of the NFL. Dwayne Johnson, football, NFL football. commissioner. <laughs> college football playoff rankings just came out, I believe, like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And still got some teams getting no love. I don't hate them. Like, I mean, look, I mean realistically, if you're going to have a year like this year where it doesn't count towards eligibility for players and some teams aren't playing all their games, why not make this year be the year that you give some undefeated teams some fucking love for once? Yeah. So, like, look at the rankings right out of the gate. I don't love. Iowa State being in the top ten at seven and two, or Georgia at six and two. Yeah, don't love those two teams being up there. Everyone else, I could, I could make it, make a claim for being up yeah, there. Okay, but why, why is Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Georgia all with two losses above a nine and zero BYU team? Why is a 
six and two Oklahoma State team, a two and one Wisconsin team, and a six and three North Carolina team above Coastal Carolina, who's nine and zero at eighteen. I mean, Coastal Carolina plays in a whack conference. Like, not I don't. Whack, I, but like I said, you have teams that have played six, five, three games above a team that's nine and zero. Okay, you leave them leave them wherever they're at at the end of the season and all these conferences that play and have later games, then you can bump them up and bump them down if they win. But Yeah, I mean, the reality of it is, is like, not, like BYU, especially like Coastal Carolina, they're not going to ever be a top four team. Like there's, there's not. I mean, it, it is what it is. You got too much talent up and down the board. Now what I will say, if, neither, if both those teams finish the year undefeated and they're not in the top ten and getting a New Year's Six bowl game, that is a – farce like I don't know the exact rules like if you can have two non-power fives and a new year's six bowl game but one of them should get a shot and that I I will bet on them money line probably because especially BYU well, BYU has BYU now has one game left it's against San Diego State and they're at 13 I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna get in the top 10 they're at eight they're at eight in the AP poll which I feel like is a good spot for them yeah, I mean the playoff rankings. Like, but we had to, like my thing is with this is will we ever find something in college football that we all agree on? We all hated the BCS because it was fucking computers. Now we have a committee of people that are bet that are that are not betting, but they're uh, being polled on this, and they're still fucking it up. And I think no matter what we choose in college football, we're always going to find a way to argue it. And for me. The only way to make this fair, I've said it for fucking years, expand it to, expand it to eight, 16, what, maybe eight. Do, expand it to eight. You take the conference champion in each, in each league. So all the power fives, take conference champion. You have five teams there, and you get three at-large bids. And at least one of those at-large bids has to be a non-power five team. Well, I, feel like, this year, I feel like this year would be the, like you do Cincy, BYU, and then – Depending on how – if Coastal Carolina wins out, you could throw them in there. I don't know. I just feel like this year of all years would be the one to throw in one of those teams that wouldn't normally make it just to see how they do. Maybe you can break the whole theory of it's only power five teams that ever get in the top four. Call me a Big Ten hater, but I also don't love Ohio State being that high. They've only played four fucking games. Get the fuck out of here. Who else would you put there? Cincinnati? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Give, give them a shot. Like, I, fuck the Big Ten. Like, I'll talk about the Big Ten in a second. Big Ten should be eliminated from all playoff contention this year, all bowl eligibility, because they're fucking – them and the Pac-12 both, their dumbass fucking commissioner waited forever to start the season. And they watched – they sat back and they're like, no, we're going we're gonna to do the good – we're going to do the right thing and not play. And they watched the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC all succeed in playing games like, oh, fuck. We're missing on a shit ton of money. Let's get in on it. Fuck them, man. I hate those two conferences. And now you have, what, at least four or five of those schools in the top 25? Wisconsin at 16 at 2-1 and one pisses me off. Um, Iowa at 19 at 4-2. and two. Yeah. 4-2 and two, Iowa team at 19 over – a seven and zero Marshall, a three and two USC, 
a three like just all these teams an eight and one Louisiana Liberty is nine and one they're not even in the top twenty five Washington three and zero at twenty two USC three and zero at twenty they played fucking three games guys seriously come the fuck on I mean it is their fault that they waited this long and that is the beauty of college football because you play enough you get a big enough sample size you're gonna lose some games with these big power schools. But if you play a limited amount of games like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten teams are going to do, there's a very well possibility that Ohio State will go 6-0 because that's all the fucking games they'll play. You give them a full 12-game season, I bet my ass they lose at least one or two. Bet my ass on it. Are they only playing six games? Yes, they only have two games left on the schedule. And if one They're of them playing six games, they play Michigan State and Michigan, the easiest wins ever. Okay, so that brings me to my next point. makes it even stupider is that – I sent the story to you, Travis. The Big Ten made up some rules where they have they have two divisions now. The Big Ten has 14 teams, whatever the fuck it is. Um, but if you don't play six games, you're not eligible to go to the Big Ten championship game. So if one of those games for, the, for Ohio State gets canceled, Michigan or Michigan State, they're not eligible for the Big Ten championship game. It'll be Indiana. Okay. Do you think Ohio State still makes the college football playoff? Fuck no, no, they shouldn't at five and zero or whatever the fuck they play. Even like no, if they were five and zero, no Big Ten championship game. I don't know. I think the committee would still be on their bullshit. Good, I'll watch them get fucking mollywhopped by Alabama. Then I would love. Would- it doesn't. Love- yeah. At the end of the day, it's not going to matter. It's going to be Alabama and Clemson. Yeah, Notre Dame is a fraud. Yeah, it's going to be Alabama and Clemson, and as crazy it is to say, because I did not like them coming into the season, Alabama, nobody's going to beat Alabama. Yeah, dude, Najee Harris is an animal. I want him in a Dolphins uniform tomorrow. Mac Jones over-exceeded his expectations to me by a million. Yep. It's just their team is crazy. They're blowing everyone out of the water. I know Clemson is, too, outside of the Notre Dame game. The Notre Dame game that sucked, but that was so the horns. real talk. Um, who does Notre Dame have have left to play? Because the ACC is not a not a scrub ass conference. Like they could play a tough team on the road and lose a game. Well, Notre Dame is nine and zero, and they play Syracuse this weekend. Is there? Are they not doing an ACC championship game? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure because wouldn't they play? They would play Clemson, would they not? Again. If the, I don't know what – well, Notre Dame's never been in the ACC, so I don't know what division they're in this year. They're in the ACC. Well, there's two divisions in the ACC. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking about? You just said. Um, let me see here. I'm looking at oh, So No, there's just one – it's it. It's just one big list. There's no divisions in the ACC. So it's one, two play each other this year. For the, yeah. or, or are they having an ACC championship game? I'm looking it up. That's a good question. Who knows? If they don't, that could be a yes. very big factor. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So one of them is not making the college football playoff. Notre Dame clinched the ACC championship game berth. One of them is not making the college football playoff. Better not. No. Well, especially, no offense to, I know you like Trevor Lawrence, but if they lose to Notre Dame again and they're, they had two losses, no way in hell. So what happens if they beat Notre Dame? Do you think Notre Dame gets booted or do you think they just move down to four? If they beat them handily, absolutely, because they they beat a Trevor Lawrence team or a non-Trevor Lawrence team barely, so absolutely not. If it comes down to it and Clemson beats Notre Dame, 
first of all, Bama's going, no doubt about it. Bama will like it's gonna be interesting to see how Bama like Florida's did Florida clinch the SEC East or are they going to the SEC championship game? Um, I don't know. I don't think so because uh Georgia's right behind them at six and two. But I think they already played Georgia and beat them. But there's two games left, right? Yeah, so they'd have to lose two. So they could lose out technically. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. So you're gonna like if 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 Notre Dame if Clemson meets Notre Dame, that's automatically gonna guarantee Ohio State a spot if they're undefeated. Sorry, it sucks, but it is what it is. Then you're looking at Texas A&M, Florida, and Cincy, and I could make a real argument that you could, if Cincy goes undefeated, that Cincy could get in there because Florida will probably lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game, unless you want to put a fucking seven and eight or eight and one Texas A&M team in there, which don't even know why they're that high. Are they even good? I haven't watched a game of them all year. Texas A&M, I it baffles me how they're still up there, but they are. Who they lose oh. to, Bama? Yes. I don't know, man. Regardless, it's regardless I just – I don't know. I don't really think that two SEC teams are going to make it with this year being the way it is. Cincinnati, on the other hand, got screwed by having their game last weekend canceled because then that could have put them at 10-0 and or 9-0. and And then they play Tulsa next weekend, which is – Tulsa's ranked 24th or was. Good. Give them a fucking – They just moved up to 24. I know we want to call like everything this year, like Mickey Mouse rings, like they did, like they did with LeBron and all this shit. College football, fuck it. Like this, this doesn't count, in my opinion. Like I'll, I'll watch it, I'll bet on it, but this doesn't count. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't say that because I think, like I said, Alabama is the best team in the college in college football, and, and you can't take that away from them. <laughs> true. I mean, it's just such a weird, weird year. I mean. I hate that the Big Ten and Pac-12 came in late. It just—I don't know, like that. That like if they would have done it, but then then you're talking about like if they're not included, like oh, what could have been? But now they're there, so who fucking knows? I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. But college football college football rankings. I would love to see Cincinnati get in there. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to see. I mean BYU higher because. In all the other polls, BYU is right below Cincinnati. In the college football playoff poll, Cincinnati's seven and BYU's thirteen. Yeah, yeah. just seems a little seems a little flawed to me, but that is what it is. Speaking of college football, got to touch on a little bit, just a little bit. Not too don't much. Wanna, don't want to get into it. The whole Sarah Fuller ordeal, the woman kicker out of Vanderbilt. Um, I just don't. Not a fan of the situation is what I'll say. I don't think that she should have gotten an opportunity over, A, the punter. You can't tell me that punter can't kick field goals or can't kick off because I know you're lying. Or, B, a walk-on or somebody that never touches the field. You can't tell me that one of those kids wouldn't love to get out there and kick the ball because I know one of them can. Why not have, like, a kickoff in practice? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, shout out to her. Like, she like came back from winning an SEC title in soccer, or whatever, and then suited up. I think, I think this. I think you can blame Derek Mason for all this, and he got fired from Vanderbilt for like honestly. Well, she's like, I, kicking again this weekend. She is. Yeah, she's traveling with the team this weekend. Yeah, but it's because Derek Mason brought her. In. Are you going to be? Are you going to kick the first girl 
to play for a power five school off your fucking team when you're zero and nine. Like, no, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, I would, I, I hope she gets a, gets a chance to kick an actual fucking field. My problem with it is, is that the SEC named her co special teams player of the week. Yeah, that was, that was a bit much. When all she did was fucking squid do, do a squib kickoff. I know it was designed. Everyone in the, on the internet said it wasn't, but Pat got on there. Is like here they did this for this reason X Y Z. Well, obviously it was designed because she can't kick it any further. Like I'm sorry, that not trying to be mean, but if you look at her, like it's not like that was an effortless kick. Like she, it looked like she gave that a lot. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully she gets a chance to kick a fucking field goal and like. But I don't think they'll let her. I don't think they'll send her out for one. I don't think they'll put her through the embarrassment because it's either A, going to miss badly, or B, get absolutely blocked. I, I heard that she was – they were, like, having her warm up from, like, the extra point line uh, in the pregame, and they were just low-line drives. Pat McAfee said there's no chance this wouldn't get blocked at the line. He said that, but he was all he was all clamoring over. No, but he was just like he was like I I'm not. He wasn't saying that she was bad or anything. He was just saying like from the warm up kicks, they were very low line drives that would that would get blocked if they were to send her out there. I mean, we'll see. Well, I like I said, like props to her for doing it. Hopefully, she gets a gets a chance to to kick a field goal this weekend and prove prove everyone wrong. But I would just love to see what a field goal would look like. Yeah, I would too. I would even have a chance. I mean, they played Mizzou on Saturday. I, was, I wanted to fucking see it. My <laughs> my thing is, is I don't like how they gave her the co-SEC Offensive Special Teams of, of the Week award because, and I was reading the replies on Twitter, and some guy was like, Texas A&M, the Texas A&M punter downed six punts inside the 20. Six. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, get, he didn't get it. Like, come uh, on. Yeah, I mean, it was, that is the definition of – nowadays participation trophy yeah it's what it is like hey you tried here you go so the thing that made me mad of everything is how they gave her so much attention on saturday and everyone missed what Jarrett patterson did for buffalo did you see it yeah eight touchdowns the dude had eight touchdowns and 409 rushing yards Eight touchdowns. I mean, I saw on social media, but they didn't talk about it like on any on any, on any like network. Another thing for no. me is you, is if you watched the game on Saturday against Mizzou, the broadcast that's all they talked about was Sarah Fuller, Sarah Fuller, Sarah Fuller, and Mizzou and they showed her probably about twenty five times. Mizzou beat the ever living fuck out of Vanderbilt, forty one to nothing. Our defense was next level that game, and they barely talked about how great of a game it was for Mizzou. We're four and three under a first year head coach on an all SEC schedule. Like, come on. Under a schedule where we get added in in Alabama and LSU, beat LSU. Yeah. You know, the dog shit this year, but still. And, when, and then, we play, then we play Arkansas and Mississippi. You're looking at a Mizzou team that could very well be six and three in the year. Yeah. It's just, I don't like the way that the situation was brought about. I'm not dogging the fact that she's there. I am just more disappointed in the fact that there's a lot of other guys who spend their entire life, their entire college like experience playing for that football team that I know that could probably kick a ball off. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, these guys like literally put in their, put in their work and then they, it, 
I don't want to say it was, but it definitely was a, a publicity stunt and uh, a publicity stunt by a very desperate head coach who was no longer part of that program and got fired, which was Derek Mason being fired at Vanderbilt was a long time coming. A long time coming. Me and you talked about that, that is- Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be... Derek Mason was pretty much the Adam Gase of the SEC. I mean, he's at the he's at the worst program you can be at the SEC. Like that is a, not a desirable job because you're gonna be picked dead last every single year. You have no recruiting advantage over Tennessee, over Arkansas, over Mizzou. Like you, it's a fucking and you have to be smart to go there. So I like, guess you have to find good kids that are smart. You know, maybe they'll want to come. Old number seven, get number seven out there. Who's that? The kid from TikTok. He's oh. going to Harvard. Don't know who that is. Are you kidding me? No. With like the the they do like the Justin Bieber thing in the locker room. Oh I've him? Seen that. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Oh yeah, that kid's going to Harvard to play football. Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go. Yeah. So I'm so I'm saying like bad recruiting, but regardless, we want to touch on that. I feel like we did a pretty good job. Gave our thoughts what they could have done better. Regardless yeah. of that. Uh, anything you want to add for Degenerates Digest? No, let's get into it. Um, by the way, it's a new month, which means new month, new yeah. bankroll. Let's get into it. New, new month, new me. Let's go. Back with the Generous Digest, of course, and we just need a good week. We need a good week. It's long overdue. Fucking fucking good week. It's December 1st when we're recording this. When you guys hear this, it'll be December 2nd. Let's have a fucking great December and close up the year strong. Hey, this is going to be our Christmas gift to you guys. It's going to be good picks for the month of December. Let's go with a 10-unit, a plus 10-unit month. All right, we, that's what we're aiming for. Plus 10 unit month, weeks 13 through 16. Yep. All right. Um, I guess we can touch on this. I'm not sure if we're going to include it. I guess it'll be on this week's slate. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be on – well, it's a, it's a new month, so, yeah, we're, we're going to include them this week. So it's, when this podcast comes out Wednesday night, the – Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. In my head, I just thought of two totally wrong names. I was going to say the Baltimore Steelers and the Seattle Ravens. Like, in my head, that's what came to my mind. Don't know why. Regardless of the fact, they play Wednesday afternoon. So, like, this podcast will be live for, like, I don't know, five hours. Yeah. Come game time. So, but fuck it. We won't touch on it too much. The line changed a lot. Steelers are minus 10. Over-under is 41 and a half. Love Steelers minus five and a half, but I'm taking Ravens plus 10. You know why? Because, you know, Lamar Jackson's not playing, right? 
It's RG3. I don't care. Ravens plus 10. I'm going to do a teaser on this one just because, fuck it, it's a weird game, weird bet. I'm going to do a seven-point teaser. I'm going to do Steelers minus three over of 34-and-a-half. Um, One-and-a-half units. No real rhyme or reason. I just got a gut feeling about that one. So, you know what? Move on. I'm changing my pick. I'm doing what you're doing. I like that much better. Didn't even think about it. Uh, I'm going to do that. Yeah, Ravens plus 10. Like, I almost did the teaser and tease it. Uh, like, Ravens plus 17 over 34 and a half. Because um, 17 is a lot. But I could see the Steelers just fucking putting the ever loving smackdown on the Ravens, especially with RG3, a quarterback. Yeah, I'll do Steelers minus three. The 10 was a lot. Didn't even think of the teaser. So that's what I'm going to do. Don't like the game in general. Yeah. But we'll move on to our regular actual slate, not the one that's gotten pushed. By the way, we should do those changes more often. If you hear something like, damn, I should do that. Like, fucking all the guys at Barcelona do that all the time. You're like, you know what? I'm changing my card. Yeah. So that's it. Teaser for Wednesday afternoon football. No Thursday night game. So instead of kicking it off with the primetime games, we're going to do those last. We're rolling to our upset of the week first. Mine. I'm going to go ahead and roll into it. This is the Friday night game, and it is at 7.30 on ESPN. It's a game that should be a damn good one. 25, Louisiana, Raging Cajuns at Appalachian State, and Louisiana is plus 110. That's who I'm taking one unit on them. Uh, they're 8-1. and one. They have a pretty damn good offense. Levi Lewis, lefty QB from Louisiana, uh, and Elijah Mitchell's their running back. They just – I don't know what it is about them. Every time I watch them play, they're just – they're fun to watch. Appalachian State, on the other hand, while they're 7-2, and two, I just feel like their record's a little bit better than what they are. Um, they do have a good defense, but like I said, I don't think they're going to be able to contain that duo of Lewis and Mitchell back there because he is quick and he is evasive. So, plus 110, 25-ranked team on the road. I like my odds there. So, I think the spread's three in that game, right? Or is it one and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. And okay. Appalachian State is two and seven against the spread. But I don't like two plus two and a half, so I went with the up, upset of the week on this one. I like it. I like it. Schwarmy likes it. Um, I'm doing, like, the little, like, my hands are being weird right now. Um, that is an alternate for me this week. Uh, my alternate – that's my alternate pick. If one of my games gets canceled, it's going to be Louisiana plus three. I would buy it to three and do it there. Just so if they lose by field goal, you can push. Like that pick, though, a lot for the upset. My upset is an NFL game Sunday at 3.05. Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals of the dogs at plus 135. That's who I'm taking. One unit on it. Um, not in love with this game, but the cards are three and one straight up as an underdog. So on the, on the year when they're dogs – they're three and one. Um, and the Rams offense has looked downright putrid as of late. We talked to, I said, I'll talk about Jared Goff later on. I'm going to talk about him now. He hasn't had a passer rating of over a hundred since week seven. And since that week seven game, he has thrown four touchdowns and six interceptions. Big time. Yikes. You guys, all you dumbass Rams fans can take your hundred dollar million, hundred million dollar quarterback and shut up your ass. He's horrible. Yeah, he's bad, but Zane Gonzalez can take a long walk off a short bridge because that dude can fuck off. Yeah, I mean, like I said, not in love with this game, but when I was looking at the slate, I was like, you know, at, it, 
in Arizona. The Rams playing how they are. The Cardinals know they, they need a big bounce back game, not only for the division, but for the playoffs. So because if the Cards lose this game, they're going to be six and six and sitting on the outside looking in. And they know this is a must win game for them. Yeah. Kyler Murray's been struggling though past couple games. Hopefully he can pick it up, but I'd stay far away from this game because both teams have burned me. I don't even know how many times one way or another this year. So can't say I love it. Can't say I don't love it. Cause who fucking knows? I don't know what's going to happen. Lock of the week. My lock of the week, Saturday, 11 AM Columbia, Missouri, Arkansas Razorbacks at Missouri Tigers. Mizzou is minus three, a measly three points versus lowly shitbag Arkansas team. Doing three units on Mizzou. Their defense has just stepped it up phenomenally over the last two games. Basilic, he is starting to find his groove after technically his first year being the starter. Oh, do you, if you're the SEC, like he wins SEC Freshman of the Year award, right? I don't know who else is in the running for that, but I have no. He's he's got to be in, in consideration. You would think. I mean, he only has five touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, weird year though. So, very weird year. Anyway, uh, Arkansas's quarterback is Felipe Franks. Uh, Missouri used to pound Florida when Felipe Franks was the quarterback down there. Huge rivalry game in Columbia. Minus three, I'm hammering Mizzou. So love that pick because that is my first of my five additional picks, so I'll go ahead and say it now. I also like Mizzou minus three. I'm doing two units on that. They're 4-0 against the spread at home, so perfectly lined up. Um, They're also Mizzou's fifth in the SEC in points allowed per game, while Arkansas is only eighth in scoring in the SEC. So it's also their senior day. I think they show up big. Um. Expect big old 32 Nick Bolton to show the fuck out and like he always does. And that team, like like you said, like shout out to Eli Drinkwitz. Like he's he, he's got the team rolling. That's one of my additional picks. Um, my lock, you know, though. You know Mizzou is going to want to come out and just smash Barry Odom and them's defense. I didn't, I forgot about – yep, the, absolutely. Like <laughs> let's just up some shit to confuse the hell out of that defense. So um, yeah. love that pick. It's one of my first five additional picks. Two units for me on that one. On my lock of the week, though, this team better get to play because they're going to come out and they're going to fucking stomp a mud hole in this team's ass. Saturday at 3 o'clock, Hawaii at San Jose State. I'm taking San Jose State minus six. I'm doing four units on it. This team is pissed. And I don't, if, I don't know if you saw Oh, you probably saw it, but I don't know a lot of people did. So Travis on the Two Drunk Brothers Twitter account <laughs> quote tweeted – San Jose State, when they announced the cancellation last week of their Boise State game, and said, this is bullshit or whatever, like, play the damn game. And the San Jose State football account liked it. So you know they are pissed. They're ready to play. They're going to be out for blood. They're 3-0-1 against the spread this year. Hawaii has a long road trip. I I don't don't people really, like, ever estimate how long of a flight it is from California to Hawaii. Like, that is not an easy travel travel day. it's, It's a good flight. Yeah. So, plays, plays to Hawaii's disadvantage, I think. Also, both of San Jose, State's, San Jose State's top two running backs, the first one's averaging 6.8 yards per carry, the second one's averaging 5.1 yards per carry, and that just screams dominance. Like, pound the rock, keep, keep control, time possession. Well, Hawaii lets up 223 yards a game on the ground. Yeah. Uh, they are, this is one of my additional picks. 
San Jose State minus six. I have two units on it. Um, loved it even more when I realized, wait a second, did they move this game to Hawaii? No. Yep, they did. It's okay. I'm still taking it. They moved it to Hawaii. Um, Why? I don't know. Did you know that Nick Starkle is San Jose State's quarterback? The old kid from Mississippi State? No, he played for A&M, and then he played for Arkansas, and now he's in San Jose State. But regardless of the fact, Hawaii had the fluke of a fucking win against Nevada last week. San Jose State's 4-0. They have a lot riding on the rest of the season. Minus six, still love it no matter what. Yeah, I wonder if this will move at all because when I saw it, it was it was at San Jose State. If it moves even closer to the other way, like five, four, I, I love it even more. I'm still doing my lock. I'm still doing four units on it. I got confidence in this team. Let's let's yeah. ride, baby. Cool. Let's do it. So we both have each other's locks on our slate. That's always good news. Let's roll into the rest of them. Saturday, eleven o'clock, Oklahoma State, number fifteen at TCU. Oklahoma State's only two and a half points, and it is hard for me not to pick that. I know they're only three and five against the spread, but two and a half is low against a four and four TCU team. I believe Chuba Hubbard's coming back for Oklahoma State, which is big because TCU is average at best on the ground, and Chuba Hubbard's a first round draft pick. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State's weakness is on the ground. And luckily enough for them, TCU's leading rusher is their fucking quarterback, Max Dugan, Duggan, whatever you want to say. So, so I just think that this is kind of propped up just based on how Oklahoma State has been playing the last couple of weeks. But they are 6-2 and two for a reason. They're 15th in the country. This is basically a win at minus 2.5. Yeah, so what I will say is, like, we, know, we always talk about lock the lines in when you hear them early in the week. Lock that one in as soon as possible because if Chuba Hubbard, if they officially announce he's coming back, that line will move drastically, I think, probably to six, maybe even seven. I could, I could honestly see that because that's how big of a difference he makes, especially against a TCU team who can't stop the run. I'll be locking that in tonight, tomorrow, whenever, but I'm locking it in soon. I like that pick a lot. Did not know that Chuba Hubbard was potentially coming back. Um, yeah. My, I guess, second game of my five additional picks since you said since you had my, my Mizzou pick – I got Saturday at 11 a.m. It's Rice at Marshall. Marshall is 23-and-a-half-point favorites, and that is who I'm taking. I'm only doing one unit on it, only one unit. Um, Marshall's a very good team this year that I think is getting no recognition. Um, they're 7-0. and They're 5-2 and against the spread. And on the other side of the ball, Rice has only played three games all year. They're 1-2 and also, so not a great football team. Um, something else that hasn't happened, neither of these teams have played in two-plus weeks. Rice hasn't played in two weeks. Uh, Marshall hasn't played in three, which is kind of scary, but I think that plays to their advantage. I think it's going to be sloppy football. I think when sloppy football happens, the better team in college always comes out on top, which is why I'm doing Marshall at minus 23 and a half. All right. Marshall can score. They can score the fucking football. I will say that. So don't mind that pick. It's just, it's a lot laying. Makes you nervous laying that many points. Um, That's why, that's why only, again, whatever unit is, just do one unit on that game for Marshall. All right. So we're rolling into our third picks technically because we've already announced one of them because they were each other's locks. My third pick is Saturday at 2.30. Is number 12, Indiana, at number 16, Wisconsin. Uh, I know Indiana's quarterback is out for the year, uh, but 
And that doesn't really worry me too much because Graham Mertz is the biggest chode in the entire world. He was able to only put up seven points against Northwestern. Meanwhile, Indiana's backup quarterback came in versus Maryland last week, and they kept their distance from him. They didn't blow him out. He just did what he needed to do and kept their distance. Uh, I think plus 14 for Indiana is just – there's no way they lose by more than two touchdowns. That is also my next pick. Same pick, two units on it. Um, Didn't even know Indiana's quarterback was out. That's how much I don't give a fuck because I look at stats. (laughs) And – Indiana 6-0 gets the spread this year. They were 21-point dogs on the road against Ohio State, and then they lost by seven. I mean, this team's scrappy. So that's my only point here. And I'm not sold on Wisconsin. I actually hope they fucking lose so they get that dumbass 2-1 record out of the top 25. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it at all. But 14, I mean, that's even with the backup quarterback, that's a lot to take. It's a lot to take, especially when you consider the fact that what Graham Mertz did last week. Horrible. The kid's going to be good eventually, but he's a freshman. Like he's going to, he's going to fold under pressure like a cheap lawn chair. It it is what it is. It is what it is. You are right on that. So moving on into the fourth one, I actually did two NFL games this week, hoping to kind of turn the tables on the NFL. Hey, hey, hey. New month, new bankroll. Yeah, exactly. So turning it. Turn the tide, erasing my bad juju from November. December, first game, Cleveland Browns at Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is minus six, and I am rolling with Tennessee minus six. Uh, I can't do Cleveland plus six here. With the games that they've had recently, uh, lost to Las Vegas by 10, beat the Texans by three, beat the Eagles by five, beat the Jaguars by two, with what the Titans just did to the Colts, and then they beat the Ravens coming off two huge wins, and the Browns are coming off three wins where they squeeze them out of their ass. I think it's time that they lose a game in Tennessee. I just I don't like it. Even though the Browns just activated Miles Garrett today, uh, I still I still don't like it. I'll take the Titans minus six. If you want to buy it down to five and a half do that for two units i would actually if i were like can i can i give you some advice i would actually make lock your picking at five and a half and just buy it down just to be safe like like i can't tell you how many times we've been burned this year on a half point so for what it's worth do you want to make your official pick minus five and a half yeah i mean it was five and a half earlier today it's at six i don't see it getting any bigger than that but by minus five minus six is that uh minus 105 so I think maybe even when they do announce Miles Garrett starting, it'll go back down. But uh, I'll do minus five and a half. Yeah, I like that. Uh, good pick. I'm not. I I told you this all, all year long because our Dolphins are like in the playoff hunt. The Browns are a team we want to lose. Um, you just rattled off a bunch of wins that they had, and they're not impressive. Like that. No, they're not. Yeah. I like the Browns, but I I just know that they're due for a loss, and against this Titans team who's playing really good football right now. I just don't see them even winning this game. And I know minus five and a half isn't necessarily just like a win, but I don't think it's that close. Yeah. I mean, and all own up, like I call the Titans frauds all year long. Probably not frauds. Um, my fourth <laughs> game 
is another college game. My last college game I have for you guys. It's Saturday at 9.30. A team I rode last week, and boy, do I wish I had a fucking bet money line on them. It's Oregon State plus 11.5 at Utah. 0-2 Utah. I'm doing two units on it. Why is Oregon State the dogs against an 0-2 Utah team that just beat Oregon? Don't fucking know. Um, but this is a good football team. Um, Utah's 2-0. Their quarterback's turnover prone. Four interceptions in two games. Like, come on. And give me the beeves to cover. I might even sprinkle a little bit of money line here because it's probably huge. Uh, did you know that Oregon State's – one of Oregon State's cornerbacks, he wasn't on the last season of last chance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was on. He was he is the brother of a guy of like the top cornerback from this year's last chance. You, Nashawn Wright. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he had a he had, he had he had a pick in the Oregon game. So the secondary is good, and they're playing a Utah team whose quarterbacks throwing four picks in two games. Like, why? Like, can you can you explain to me why they're why they're plus eleven and a half? Like, I mean, some some things are just weird like that. I don't know. Who knows? They might know something we don't, but it's hard to uh, not bet that. So I will probably ride that with you as well. Last picks on our extra five. Mine, this is easy for me. Colts at Texans, noon on Sunday. Colts are minus three. I know they just got blown out by the Titans, but that was basically all due to Derrick Henry's run game. The Texans don't really have a big run game. They just lost Will Fuller. Randall Cobb's on IR. They released Kenny Stills. They have uh, Brandon Cooks and Kiki Kuti to throw the ball to. Versus this Colts defense, going to have a little bit of vengeance in them. Uh, I can see them coming out and doing big things. Colts minus three, two units. Yeah, the Colts defense really needs to step it up. We, we talked about them being the best defense in the league, and then they got – they blew up a lot of points last week. But – I know I talk about a lot. I listen to Pat McAfee. He's he used to play for the Colts, so he obviously follows him. He still lives in Indy. He said DeForest Buckner didn't play on Sunday, which is a big reason why um, Derrick Henry was was uh, able to run all over them. So if DeForest Buckner is back this week, I love that line even more. So um, great pick. They know they need to win it to stay in the thick of it. And honestly, as Dolphins fans, we want the Houston Texans to lose as many fucking games as possible um, for that for that draft. Yeah, for the draft pick reasons. But even then, like. It's all going to come down to the run game. They they only run the ball 83 yards a game, and the Colts have, I believe, the best rush defense in the league at 101 yards allowed. Yeah, make that offense one-dimensional. You're going to roll in that game um, like that pick. My last additional pick is Sunday at 325. It is the Eagles at the Packers. Um, the Packers are nine-and-a-half point favorites as of right now. I do not feel comfortable at nine-and-a-half, but what I do feel comfortable about is a nine. So I'm telling you right now, wherever it's at, Try to get down to nine, even if it's at ten, by that full point, nine and a half by that half point. I'm doing Packers minus nine, buying some points at two units. Um, the Eagles are heading in the wrong direction quickly. They're only averaging 17 points per game in their last three. That's four in the last three games. That's fourth worst in the league in that stretch. The Packers are scorching. They're scoring 32 points per game in their last three games, which is second in the league during that stretch. And Rodgers. What I love about him is he does not let off the gas like Mahomes and the Chiefs did against Tampa Bay. He will keep that fucking foot on the throat and just go, and I see them beating the ever-living fuck out of the Eagles. Yeah, I can see, on the other hand, though, Devontae Adams getting limited a little bit because they'll probably have Darius Slay shadowing him. 
that's fine. They got uh, what's his name back last week? Who Lazard? Yeah, yeah. So don't mind that at all. Let's roll into the prime time out, pick. Time out. You you know who else they have? Who? Oh, big Bob Tanyan. <laughs> Tanyan. Tanyan with a T. That's Tanyan to you. Um, <laughs> God damn it. You roll, got me off track. Rolling into our primetime picks. The first one, we only had three, obviously, like usual. But the first one's not until Sunday night. Broncos at Chiefs. It's actually surprised me how big this line was. Chiefs minus 14, over under 50 and a half. I am doing under 50 and a half. We have a potential. Yeah. I think this has the potential to be a great Two Drunk Brothers teaser, but I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Or parlay at that matter. I think under 50 and a half, uh, big rivalry game, you know, within the division. Denver's getting Drew Locke back. I know he hasn't played great against the Chiefs, but this is his hometown. Denver's defense is very good. I know they just let up 31 points, but at the same time, uh, their defense was on the field the whole entire fucking game. They just will be able to shut down Patrick Holmes, I think, and limit him a little bit just to keep this. I mean, yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and define shut down. Like, he's not going to shut I said limit him. You he's said not shut gonna... down and then limit. So, which one is okay. it? They're going to – Limit him a little bit. He's not going to be scoring over 30 points like he has in the last four or five games. I just okay. I just think 50 is a lot. Even if they put up 30, I don't think the Broncos are going to put up that much. I mean, think about it. They just played the Bucks, and the score is 27-24. So that's only – that's barely – what? That's a half a point over what we would want. Exactly. So you said big big division game. You said under a 50 and a half or 51 and a half, is it? 50 and a half. 50 and a half. Under 50. Right? I'm going to do Broncos plus 14. I'm going to do a unit on the Broncos plus 14. Um, here's my reason why. Kansas City is only won by more than 14 three times this year. And, yes – one of those times was in week seven when they beat Denver handily. But I think the Broncos are going to play with a lot. They didn't. But I think they're going to play with a big chip on their shoulder this weekend since this big quarterback debacle with the NFL and COVID and having that Hinton guy play. Um, also, the Chiefs aren't that great against the spread. They're 6-5 and five against the spread this year. And I think the Broncos keep this one a lot closer than people think. So I'm doing plus 14 one unit. Travis doing the under 15.5 at one unit, right? Yeah. But I think this pairs up great with a great Two Drum Brothers teaser. I know we said it a lot. Do a seven-point tease, under 57.5, Broncos plus 21. I mean, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of points for the Broncos, and that under probably won't hit because I see a lot of time possession being played. So, hey, You're not going to beat old horse cock lock by three touchdowns. Mm-mm. It's no. not going to. So – like that one, uh, bodes well for a team to cover while also rooting for the under because you're just hoping for not a lot of points. Yep. Monday night game at 4 o'clock, so Monday afternoon, evening game. The Washington football team at the Steelers minus 10 over under 44. 
Didn't want to do the Steelers minus 10 for Wednesday night. Or, and I'm not going to do, want to do the Steelers minus 10 on Monday night. I'm doing Washington plus 10. I don't know why. It seems like one of those games to me that it's like obvious in a sense of Steelers are undefeated. They're a great team. They're playing a lowly Washington team. It's either going to be closer than we think or Washington's going to backdoor cover. So book it. All right. You said the Steelers are undefeated. We don't know if they're going to be undefeated when this game rolls around. But well, they are right now, damn it. I know. Weird. It's going to have technically two Steelers games on a week slate. Um, I'm actually going to go the other side. I'm going to go Steelers minus 10. One. I'm not super confident. I have one unit on all these quote-unquote primetime games for this week. Um, Washington is in the playoff hunt in the East, uh, but I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I do not feel comfortable with this going over 10. So if it goes over 10, I will probably change my pick, to be honest with you guys, and lean Washington. But right now, locking in at 10, that's where I feel comfortable at. Pittsburgh's 8-2 and two against the spread for a reason. So that's really all I got. One unit, Pittsburgh minus 10. Yeah, they're 8-2. and two. They got to lose the game eventually. <laughs> I don't know. It's just This is a game that I would pick in the Steelers' struggle out of the gate. Like if I were to pick Steelers minus 10, they struggle immediately and have a hard time covering that 10. That's just what I've yeah, learned. That's what they – Like the game against Dallas. Yeah, I mean, that's just what they, that's what happens when I bet big spreads in the NFL, so I'm not going to bet big favorites anymore, this year anyway, in the NFL. There you go. Don't mind Monday it. night, late slate. You got the Bills at the 49ers. Bills minus two and a half. Over under is 48. What do you got? I'm going to do the over 48. Seems low. I'm going to do any unit on it. Um, Bills games and overs have just kind of gone hand in hand this year. As a matter of fact, the overs and Bills games this year are seven, three, and one, which is third best in the NFL. And I think Mullins and company cannot like the Bills defense is like we used to talk about the Bills defense as being like this like top echelon defense in the in the NFL. It's not that this year. They're they're letting up a lot of fucking points to some bad teams. Um, and I think Mullins and company can move the ball against them. Not saying the Niners can win. But I don't think Shanahan and that team's calling it quits this year. They're still in the playoff hunt over there. So um, I'm going to do the over 48 at one unit. Okay. I'm going to do Bills minus two and a half. Uh, why? Oh, shit. They're playing this game in uh, Glendale because yep. you can't play in California right now. Yep. Because San Francisco's mayor, governor is a kookwad. Regardless of the fact you see how, you see how, dude, time out. Do you see how pissed Shanahan was about that? He's always, we've worked with them so much. Like, and this is like, he was legitimately upset. And I would be too. I don't know why he's pissed. Their fucking team's one and four at home. So it doesn't like, it's not like it matters. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was going to be a reason why I was, I liked it. Cause they're one and four at home, but they're not even playing at home. Uh, Bill's. They're, they're eight and three. Like you said, their defense isn't good, but they always find a way to win. Minus two and a half is low enough to where I feel like that's a win in my eyes. I'm only doing one unit, but. Because, Bills, secretly, because secretly deep down, you want the Bills to lose. I do, but I don't think they will. Because uh, they know they can't really afford to lose. The Dolphins are creeping up on their ass. Um, and the Dolphins they want to win. They want to win that division, so. Bills minus two and a half. Actually, of the three that we just picked, I like this one the most. For me, me too, honestly. Out of the three, I don't – the primetime games, I know we want to pick them because everyone watches it. But sometimes, like, I feel like we're forcing it. Um, 
of all the three, I, I like my over the best. So again, another two drunk brothers fucking uh, teaser. Do a seven point teaser um, over a forty one. Bills plus five and a half. I mean, there you go. That seems you have like it. Between those two primetime games, like I'm probably gonna do that. But right with our picks too. Um, look in new month, new bankroll, new two drunk brothers. We started out hot and honestly, like for the entire year, I think we're down a combined like 14 ish units. That's not like, not want to say like being down is ever bad, but that is not bad considering we're 12 weeks into this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been rough. Uh, that's not even including. So we, over the last three episodes, we have had a side, gambling piece to talk about the masters we are up almost two units ufc 255 we are up almost one unit and the match do we even recap that uh between phil mickelson and charles barkley and all them this past weekend if you didn't hammer phil mickelson them you're stupid at plus 150 because i told you told you wasn't even going to be close and they molly whopped him and honestly like i know i said a, a jake paul tyson parlay Tyson didn't lose. He should have won, but that still probably won you some money if you did that. I I did it. I mean, so. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the side stuff that we don't necessarily put out because we're only really doing football units when football's on uh, is winning you some money if you do it. So regardless of the fact we all do it because we like it, not necessarily to win money, but hopefully we can win you some along the way. That is our goal for the Christmas season, season of giving, win you guys some money. We're going to sprinkle in positive units in the month of December. Let's go for 10. Let's shoot for 10. And if we don't get 10, 10, but I will be happy with positive. What's okay. We'll shoot for 10 as a team. I'm going to say this right now. End of the episode, probably very few people have made it this far, but let's just say 10 as a team. And if we don't get 10 as a team, we do a dual punishment for the month of December. We'll do a dual punishment if we don't get to 10. If we do get to 10, we'll do another promo code for the store. Yes. And hopefully I'll hatch by then. Yeah. So there we go. Have that. Hopefully you enjoyed episode Stunton 101. Brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network. Go check them out. Uh, We do a lot of stuff with them. So until then, we'll see you on the flippity flip. Peace. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.